Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. Hope you were able to sit down and enjoy the uh, Forbidden Door, you know, uh, fantasy booking episode that came out earlier this week. Hopefully you're able to do that and enjoy it because, I mean, it's right around the corner and it's shaping up to be a very entertaining show. Speaking of entertaining shows, I mean... Locally in Winnipeg for the next few weeks, there is an abundance of them. I mean, you have CWE doing June 24th and 25th at uh, 24th in Winnipeg, 25th up in Dauphin, I think it is. You have Time Bomb Pro running in Grand Forks. It's not that far away. It's a three-hour drive. You can go down to Grand Forks, watch Time Bomb, get some Jimmy Johns, have a great time, hit up Super Target. Most importantly, you're going to be checking out a Time Bomb show, and they put on a hell of a show. So that's July 7th, and announced earlier this week, the one I am most stoked for, August 18th, 3D Pro Wrestling is making its return. The first show was incredible, and it was a whole lot of fun. The second one is going to be even better, so make sure you stay tuned for all of the information, tickets, um, you know, who's going to be wrestling on the show, and just everything leading up to it, because you know the build-up for it is going to be great. It's uh, the first one was a lot of fun, and this one I think is going to be right there with it. So, um, locally, there's a whole bunch that's you know just right there waiting for us. So, make sure you head out, check out some local independent wrestling, and have a little bit of fun today on the podcast, or I should say this week on the podcast. I am joined by the original bad boy, the real bad boy, Anderson Tyson Moore. I am sure you are very familiar with him. He has been a mainstay in Winnipeg wrestling for 20 years so he joins me this week we talk about getting started in wrestling you know some 20 odd years ago and just how different it is from back then to how it is now um just he talks a little bit about the scene back then what it was like you know we talk about NHB talk about Tony Candelo um teaming with uh Robbie Royce as Team Impact um some of his most memorable matches and just uh, sharing some stories about his uh, wrestling career so far. So without further ado on the Grade Maker Wrestling Podcast, Anderson Tyson Moore. Now let's start from the beginning because I mean, you've been wrestling for close to 20 years. Um, yeah. Let's, let's talk about when you first got in like training and all of that, because I'm sure training has, is a lot different now than it was back then. Yeah, so like basically when I started, uh, this is like, oh man, 21 years ago, 20 years ago, I had made the Bison football team. Uh, it was all robo football. And uh, I just, I really wanted to wrestle. And it's something that always stuck with me. And then out of nowhere, I kind of ran into uh, Tony Candelo. And uh, <laughs> uh, so we kind of set up a meeting. And then like at the time, like my ex-girlfriend at the time, she met, ran into him as a brother and sisters. And they basically just said like, oh, this, you know, he wants to wrestle, could not talk to him. So he came down, I talked to him and I remember him saying like, you know, what I ever tell you to do, you got to do. Like if you show up, I tell you to wear a pink shirt, you wear a pink shirt to training class. So it's just one of those things. So uh, when I started, I think it's, I don't know, like I, I don't really see a lot of the training stuff nowadays mm-hmm. uh, what these guys go through, but I can, I could probably tell you that they probably don't go through as hard hitting as we did 
um, back in the, like when I went through or Royce went through, or, you know, I got beat up by Chichi Cruz, uh, uh, Don Callis and all those guys really beat me up when I first came in. Like you had to earn your spot back then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was kind of those things where you're in your stripes. You took your beatings in the ring for training. Now I know some people look at that as like, Oh, you're just bullying, but that's just how it was. Right. So I think people yeah. a little bit different growing up at that point, but like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I took some beatings. Uh, they want to see if I can handle it. And uh, here I am, 22, 21, 22 years later. Is there still people kicking around from when you were first uh, training there? Oh, man. I think when I, when I first started, uh, there was uh, another guy wrestled. was Christoph Straczynski. Um, he's now uh, – uh, Straczynski is a UFC fighter, became a yep. UFC fighter. Uh, now lives in Dubai. I think I talked a while ago. So he he was one of the guys that we when we first started. So I got my ass whipped by him. I was in like 100 and – you know, 90 pounds at the time. And he would just beat the piss out of me. Uh, I got beat up a lot, um, mm-hmm. very small. Um, but like, I think that was the only guy that really maybe went, you know, did some wrestling and then he stopped. We went out to bad news, uh, bad news Brown, you know, to train with him and we did some yeah. MMA out there and he really got hooked on. And that's where we're going to go from there point. But like a lot of the guys that from my training class, they're, they're done. Yeah. They're not, they're not around anymore. I'm the one who kind of stuck through. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a, been a wild ride for sure. Because I know we had talked a little bit after the uh, 3D Pro show about like NHB, no holds barred, because that's what was sort of kicking in Winnipeg at the time. Yeah. Do you remember your first match? Was it through them? Yeah. So my first match was with NHB. Um, I had trained for like six to seven months, like solid before um, Tony and Don said, until I can go in that ring and not physically hurt my opponent. Uh, you know, I like to hurt him now. Um, basically, uh, then I could go in there and, and do a match. So my first match actually was, yeah, about 22 years ago or 21. And uh, uh, it was against Christoph Szynski and Dryden. Uh, we did a big show and obviously I lost in five minutes, mm-hmm. um, but it was well, it was, you know, we, we practiced it, we did it. And, um, and I grew up through that. I went through that NHB uh, circuit, right? Like I, I, my first shows are with like AJ Styles and Jerry Lynn, uh, Lenny, like, you know, and uh, oh man, who else is there? Like Chichi Cruz, massive dad. There's so many guys that were in that locker room. Um, big, well-known guys. Like you just shut your mouth. Like we actually, like they actually did the uh, young boys they would do in Japan, where you'd actually carry the guy's bag. And I was Eddie Watts's uh, young boy. They would call it. So I'd be carrying his bags all the time. And uh, you broke in that way. And mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, and I think when I came through that that circuit, like that circuit, um, yeah, there was a little bit of cockiness for sure. Because when I came through that, when I when they started to kind of die down, I thought, well, I'm, you know, I'm and these guys at PCW and mm-hmm. these other guys and so forth. I got a reality check when I got in there, not realizing I didn't work as much as these guys did. Um, and I got paid less. So it was a really good reality check to kind of bring me back down. Um, you know, my whole career, I've been very up here and people know that. And I've been very outspoken a lot, but um, you know, it's just, uh, it's been fun. And I think obviously Robbie Royce plays a big contributor to that point, um, mm-hmm. you know, breaking me down and really helping me throughout the, my career. And um, when I went to PCW, and we kind of just, we kind of branch out from there. And I just, I learned from that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, I mean, NHB was running shows in Winnipeg quite regularly and in the surrounding areas. And that's, they were kind of the innovators almost with bringing in outside talent because you yep. didn't really see too much of that, but then they were bringing in the Jerry Lynn's, the rhinos and such, and yep. really putting a stamp on, you know, bringing in the outside talent. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was very much different. I mean, a lot of times I was hoping I'd wrestle guys like that, right? Like I, I mm-hmm. loved AJ Styles, you know, AJ was just, you know, getting into his uh, prime, like during, uh, you know, uh, you know, with the TNA and the, and the exhibition title with Jerry Lynn. Um, so it was, 
they brought a lot of names. Like obviously the, if you're the local guy, you didn't, you didn't work the names. The names worked yeah. the names. You didn't get that much vastly different from now. Um, Cause you'd want to put those guys against the names. So you want yep. to sell tickets. And it was back in HB. You didn't, that, mm-hmm. you, you were the opening car guy. I set up the ring, did the opening match. And my night was done. Waited to tear down the ring. Never got to really, you know, go to the after parties. I've been tearing down the ring. So it was a definitely a good learning experience for sure. But uh, there's a lot of names that, that come through that I uh, really, really wish um, that uh, I got to wrestle. Like even like Sabu, when my first match, he, um, you know, I was assigned to the doorway and he saw I was really nervous. And he was like, his first match, go, yeah. He goes, well, don't, don't rush it because we're going to go to McDonald's. Like, where are you going? Mm-hmm. Just slow down. Just, just do your thing, right? And that's and I had that was before I walked out. Sabu was right there at the door with me and talked me right through it. And I went right out for my first match, so it was mm-hmm. uh, very eye opening for sure. You had mentioned PCW, and I mean they were running those lid shows regularly. I know Stefan yeah. had mentioned it uh, when we had talked, but what were some of those uh, cards and times that really stand out to you? Oh man! So when I went, when I because NHB wasn't running too often, so I did I once like they were rest, like running like once every like four months like it was really rough so i wouldn't i wasn't really getting much in ring time so i went you know i talked to mental and mental brought me down to pcw um and you know they ran the weekly shows uh i got pretty much ripped apart the first show mm-hmm. i did pcw um because i had an aj styles type vest and i actually dumb dumb idiot i pose like aj uh <laughs> and uh, the triad guys at the time they they really let me have it and that was the end of that uh that experiment for that jacket and stuff like that so um, it was nice like to work, uh, on a weekly basis to work different guys, um, to get that experience. It was, and th- at that time, PCW was rolling, right? Like they had some mm-hmm. great shows with guys like Kenny Omega and, uh, Mike angels and stuff like that. Like all those guys, like, like we were rolling, um, and we had some great shows. I had some great matches there and I learned a lot. And, and, uh, I don't, I think guys miss out on a lot now. Cause a lot of shows are only about once a month, every once, every two months, whatever mm-hmm. the fact that you were able to work every single week and get in the ring and get those things going you got so much better and so much faster of time mm-hmm. um and obviously it died down near the end whatever but like uh it it was like i don't think you can really beat that experience of every single week wrestling in front of you know 100 people or depending on how many people showed up that one time but uh it it definitely benefited me for sure mm-hmm. and yeah. i mean they were doing very similar to what nhb was doing and bringing in you know some of those top talents and it was top indie talents i mean still some of the best wrestlers that are out there today yep. were wrestling regularly at the PCW shows. Amazing Red, AJ Styles, Kenny yep. Omega. I Chris some, Saban. Yeah. yeah, Chris Saban. Saban, Samoa Joe. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of dudes that just walked through that. And uh, PCW really, need, like, it's one of the longest running promotions still going. I know they're um, right now at the moment due to COVID, so hopefully they're mm-hmm. up going. But, like, you know, PCW had the big names and obviously the home of Kenny Omega, who I, by the way, 3-0 against Kenny. Never lost. So if they want to sit there and say who the golden boys of Winnipeg gotta beat you first, man. you know, it almost leads to maybe the next time Omega's in town, he tries to settle that score. I'm just saying, but he's just saying, but you know, like sometimes you just don't want to have that that sweep. Right. (laughs) I could I'll sweep Kenny and I'll sell those t-shirts all day long. (laughs) Um (laughs) you had mentioned Robbie Royce, and I know he's a big influence on your career. Yes. You've done singles wrestling. You've tagged with him as Team Impact. And I mean, you faced off against him in the ring. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Robbie Royce and just your, you know, relationship with him. Yeah. So, like, when I when I broke in, uh, it's actually a funny story because when I was working for, I was doing Tony Shore shows up north. And at one point, we had a couple of days off and we actually went to uh, uh, the PCW show. And I saw Robbie Royce teaming with, like, Team Impact. We had an ongoing joke on the tour that if you 
lose your match or if you're doing stupid, you're going to be joining Team Impact as a joke. And lo and behold, uh, this guy becomes a long-term member. Um, <laughs> but like when we, when I first met Robbie, uh, you know, we, I think when I did, we did, we did a singles match in, in PCW. And then he asked me to come do another show. Um, I can't remember the name of the, the pro as a doubles nightclub and had a great match for, you know, and I learned a lot from Robbie and, and basically we started just, you know, bonding as a friendship uh, and just kind of led to us forming the newer version of team impact. Um, and it really helped me along, like to have someone like Robbie who has how much the years of experience at that time, uh, who had the pedigree, who had everything uh, going for him. It was like, to have that in your corner, he, Robbie would cut me down even on a great match. Like there's a point where my first singles title, Robbie still cut me down. You didn't do this. You didn't do this. Like it was a constant teaching effort, whether I didn't like it or not, like you learned a lot from it. And over the years, like obviously everyone knows in this industry, if Robbie Roy's on the show, ATM's on the show, if ATM, like we're just, we're hip and hip. Um, you know, he's a brother. Uh, we, you know, we're family, uh, constantly hanging out. Like, so basically I think to have someone with his, um, knowledge and how respected he is in this industry um he's you can't you can't beat that right so mm -hmm. um and i think over that time i think because we were such good friends and became best friends and uh practically family you know always you know the christmas like i think when we we really started getting into our deep team impact tag team like when we kind of wore the masks and stuff like that we became very good um almost like main event in every single show like, mm -hmm. no matter what promotion we're on it just we just clicked um and we just like tore it down every single night like the tlc match we had like with the big sexy beast like tore the house down um there's just so many good memories that i have uh learning from that industry and like like i said i and i i'm the one who's poked the bear of robbie rose so many times to have a match for retirements and that and and uh you know you learn and i think uh over time you get better and better and I've been in the ring with Robbie and we have some of the greatest matches that we've ever had. And we have good chemistry, whether we're tagging or for just one-on-one. -on -one. Um, it's that I don't think if you put us on the card, whether we're a tag team or uh, if we're one-on-one, -on -one, you're going to get, you're going to get a match of the night for sure. Mm -hmm. You yeah. had, you mentioned that TLC match. And I know others that I've talked to, like that is one of their favorite matches talking to AJ Sanchez. You know, he mentioned yeah. that one, like right off yes. the bat, you know, and like, I, I mean, I wasn't privy to watching it, but from what yeah. I hear, it was just an incredible match. Yeah. Uh, I get a lot of people that walk up. They still the best tag match they've seen in, in this city. Um, uh, you know, uh, Sid Vicious didn't show up for the Cedar Breeze show, uh, no show. And we had the big main event with Big Sexy Beast, one of the, another one of the best tag teams this city's ever had with uh, Kevin Chevy and AJ Sanchez, two of the top workers in the city. Mm -hmm. um, we basically said we're like, no one wanted to get their money back because Sid didn't show up. So we said we're going to go out there and tear it up. It is online. And there's a lot of videos and, and the whole matches or you can watch them. Um, it just stands out to the things that we did, to the chemistry, to the how the fans reacted. Uh, you know, AJ jumping off the basketball hoop through me on the table. Like there was just so much that went on um, that people still talk about. And, I, and I, I still think even to myself, that was the moment that I think that I kind of stepped out of my shell. Uh, to be able to, you know, I can actually still keep up with some of the top guys in the city because, mm -hmm. you know, AJ and those guys are probably one of the best workers. And so Robbie and I was able to, you know, I remember that time Darren Dalton walked up to me and says, I didn't know you can actually hang in that match. And uh, he came after he goes, you, you proved me wrong. And so mm -hmm. those are just kind of things that um, it was kind of like a breakout moment for me at that point. And I think that's what I got kind of put myself on the map. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you get a chance to watch anybody listening, get to watch, you just got to kind of, 
find, you know, there's a CW, you know, hard, you know, fan cam video on YouTube. Uh, I know Royce has that uh, DVD. Uh, I think he posted online on his YouTube channel. I'm, I'm plugging Royce's YouTube channel. Yeah, eh? <laughs> Free publicity for Robbie Royce. Plugging me. So that match is on there. Um, and I, it's, it's phenomenal. Like it's, mm. I'm being biased and maybe I'm being like whatever, but I don't think anything's going to top that tag, that TLC match in any of the city. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's that, it's that good. Other than that one, are there other matches that really stand out to you, like up to that level? Uh, like as in myself or like some other people for yourself that you've been a part of. Yeah. Um, I had a really good match with El Generico. Uh, so Sammy Zayn, uh, that we had at PCW one time, very good singles match. One of my first matches with the name. Uh, mm-hmm. we actually had a, again, in PCW, we had a very good tag match myself and Royce for, and, uh, I can't remember who the tag team was in the match, whatever. It was a fatal four way. We had Kevin Owens. So Kevin Steen and Generico and by far just like, a fun match, fun overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think some of those matches really stand out. Like, and I think the, uh, the one that was really good for me too was, um, you know, Christopher Daniels. I wrestled Christopher Daniels in a, in the CWE um, elite eight tournament. And I got to face off against one of the guys who's like one of my dream opponents. And mm-hmm. um, that was, you know, great match um, guys, probably one of the best workers you can ever work with. Very solid takes care of you. And, you know, you're wrestling some guy that caliber, you just kind of wonder if you can hold up. And, uh, and I, and I did, and I think those are the, those matches that kind of make you know that you can do this. And uh, there's a lot, like, I mean, I think the TLC just stands out the most, like there's, there's quite a bit, like even Chris Hero, I wrestled Chris Hero and Winkler. And I think that's one of my best matches I've ever had too, as well. Like there's a lot of guys. It's really a testament to like actually for people to go out and check out local wrestling because you never know what you're going to see there. I mean, because I'm sure the TLC match, people had no idea that they were going to see such an incredible contest between you two or or even like a show in Winkler having Chris Hero or, you know, El Generico and seeing where these guys end up, you know, and then you're a part of that. So it's really a testament to independent wrestling. Yeah, and I think, you know, and I love indie wrestling. I think a lot of fans do. Like, a lot of hardcore fans love a good indie wrestling show. And I mean, uh, you know, and I think with now it's nice that we're kind of getting back into it again. And I think, you know, when I saw 3D, uh, some new fans that I think they're you know, not experiencing with wrestling and really enjoying themselves. Uh, so I think it's, it's, a, it's a, t- a good time. You know, I hopefully these, you know, these new fans, where they are, can go look at these videos and go look at the wrestling and, and, and especially in Winnipeg and the indie scene has been for the last couple of years and who's come through the rings and who's come through these areas and, and, and just start maybe looking at the history. Cause it, it's quite very, very large in Winnipeg. And, uh, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's, it's, it's only gonna get better. We're, we're going to see guys that are going to wrestle in the indie scene right now that are going to wind up being on TV. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're probably gonna see some rookies that's going to come through that we may not even know. And they're going to be someone on, you know, on the big TV story. Like, so, I mean, I think, we just got to enjoy it and, and just uh, really start to make sure we're, we're paying attention to the good guys out there and, and, and women who are wrestling. I think we just, and, and enjoy it because you never know like who's going to come to those ranks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'd be amiss if I didn't bring it up because when I was looking up some of your match history, I saw that you shared the ring with Tito Santana. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Tito, uh, that was uh, probably one of the easiest matches I've ever had. Uh, Cause Tito couldn't really rest, uh, do a lot of the bump and whatever. So it was yeah. very like, I don't remember the match too well, like, but I remember uh, it's very simple. I think he took one bump uh, mm-hmm. like on, on a shoulder tackle, um, but it was a lot of comedy spots to Tito. Um, so I think, uh, I think he won. I think he rolled me up or something. I can't remember what it was, uh, but probably one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in your entire life. Mm-hmm. Like so down or so nice. Um, and I think that uh, 
man, I totally forgot about that match until you actually mentioned it. Like, I, if I can remember a lot of it, I'm pretty sure there's a video out there somewhere uh, through CWTV um, mm-hmm. that will be on that point. But yeah, Tito, uh, I mean, phenomenal. Like, it, mm-hmm. it was probably a nice guy and he, he's willing to work. And I think I had, a, I had a blast, like, whether mm-hmm. or not it was in the ring. But yeah, it was fun. You had mentioned earlier, I mean, doing the uh, Candelo like tour up north. And I mean, you've done, you've done traveling through Canada, wrestling in different provinces and stuff like that. What are yeah. some of the things that stand out to you from your time wrestling outside of Winnipeg? Yeah. I mean, like the Northern tour, uh, rough, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a testament to how much you love this business and how much you really want to wrestle. I mean, it's, it's, it's called the hell tour for a reason and, mm-hmm. and you really get put to the ringer and, uh, you lose weight. It's very expensive up in these areas, but you have some phenomenal shows up there. They, they absolutely love the wrestling. Um, and I've actually enjoyed it. Now I would never go on one again. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, I have maxed out on my, I've done about three. I have maxed out my time of doing Tony Candela's Northern tours. Um, they, they just take a toll. And, uh, but any, any young person wanting up, I, I 100% encourage them to take it, get your bumps and, and get out there and do it because you're going to miss out on, on some of the most epic things in, in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially Tony's tours. I mean, you got guys like Edge and Jericho. I'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's until you go up there and experience it, until you can get into a car with Tony Candela for 20 hours, driving like 10 miles an hour in a, in a winter road. Great time. It's, just listen to Tony. Just shut up. Let him talk. It's going to be one of the best times you ever had. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've done up that. I've gone as far as, you know, to BC, the BC area and uh, down south, you know, to North Dakota, stuff like that. So I've definitely got to get out and vote. Um, and who knows what's going to happen still, right? Everything's opening up again and maybe we'll see me going down more. So mm-hmm. we'll see what, and, what I want to do. I mean, 20 years in the business, you're still going strong and still putting on great yep. matches. So why not? Yeah, exactly. And, why not see ATM somewhere else? And I mean, it's like it's to Japan. Hey, you, why not? Why the, not, man? Why not? The, uh, I mean, for the younger guys, you know, going up north and doing some of those tours, I mean, you know, to be able to step out of your comfort zone and put yourself in that position and just to like, yep you know, almost just experience a different sort of atmosphere, you know? Yeah. And, and, yeah. And I think it's just, uh, you know, like the biggest challenge when you go to like these shows that are not in your hometown, uh, they don't know you. A lot mm-hmm. of times these guys don't know who you are. You get advertised to the show. You're out there to, you know, more than likely put the guy over at the local guy, whatever. And uh, you just got to go up there and do the best you can. Now, the, the lucky for me, I never have to be a baby face when I go to these shows. Uh, I am not a baby face whatsoever. Uh, I could do it. Uh, we all know me and we all know uh, my, my uh, ego and everything else. And what I've said throughout the business outside the ring, I'm a heel through and through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can get anybody to hate me. Now, last show, apparently I didn't get anybody to hate me. It was very tough, apparently. But like <laughs> able to go to these shows in Alberta and all this stuff and, and be a heel, it's, it's natural. And I think that uh, it's... It's definitely, it definitely for anyone that's that's stepping out of that that their home city or whatever it is, it is a challenge. Like especially for your face, like you got to you got to get people who don't know you to love you mm-hmm. and, and respect it. And that's that's a hard thing to do. And I think it's it's a good learning experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, February twenty second, twenty twenty, you faced off with Jay Walker, and that was the last match, you know, for yes. PCW until they decide to run shows, and then COVID hits. Yes. Do you remember much about that match? Because I mean, it was a few years back. Yeah, I do actually. It was actually yeah. a very good match. I think uh, there's a lot of uh, like there was a lot of uh, people don't know between he between me and Jai Walker for a long time. So I think there was a notion that possibly that I'm pretty sure they all thought that I was going to skip him up or beat him up, um, and vice versa. But it wasn't. It wasn't that at all. Like I mean, whoever had in the past, we squashed everything. Mm-hmm. And that match actually was a very very good match. Um, mm-hmm. Jay laid things in that 
I told him, lay it in. I, I can handle it. Let's, let's go. And uh, I remember taking a big boot to the face by Jay and caught me off guard. And I think it ate right in the mouth. And um, I know Royce came out and cost the match, stuff like that. So the crowd was hot. We were setting up another match with me and Royce. And um, then, yeah, the COVID hit. Uh, everything kind of just went to a standstill. And when, you know, and we go on, what, a year or two years, and I wasn't really wrestling. I wrestled once in Lundar for PCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, in front of like, you know, 20 people, because uh, a lot of talent can show because of COVID. Um, you know, you don't, it's different when you wrestle into those outside cities because you don't have to really do too much. Mm-hmm. But like when I, so over two years, it really, that's what I said, it's been almost two years to three years that I've wrestled in Winnipeg. And for the first time, like, I didn't know what I was going to do. Like, you know, because I, because when you step into Winnipeg and you get to these bigger shows, like, you got to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been like, it's been so long since I've actually been in the ring and you know, not that I was like, it's not my confidence level. It was like, my confidence is up here when it comes to the ring. Um, it's the cardio, mm-hmm. like the card ring cardio is more different than anything you can ever do. I can play hockey all I want and do this. It doesn't match to what you have to do there. And then, you know, and, and coming back, uh, to wrestle Kyle pro, um, seeing how this guy can move and, and this guy can go. I was like, shit, man, I, I gotta, I gotta step this, this shit up in cardio and, uh, part of the language there, whatever. Uh, but like, I think, yeah, I think the, uh, it really, it, it was really good to kind of get back into it. Like, um, I, I still shocked that it's been three years. Mm-hmm. Um, just knowing the last show of PCW with Jay that, that, that you bring up, that's, I never realized that was my last match in Winnipeg until, until recently. Well, you know, I, I, I remember going to the show in January and then the February one, I'm like, okay, well, I, I had something going on. I remember I, I couldn't make it. So I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, I'll go to the March show, but then all of a sudden it hits and you almost take it for granted, the ability to go to these shows and you're stuck yeah. left there being like, I should have went. Yeah. But, it's, you know, and I, yeah. And I think like, I, I really hope that the, like every show, whether it's 3d PCW, CWE, you know, WPW, like, let's go, like, let's mm-hmm. get these shows going. Let's get, let's get the fans back into it. Um, and I think there's new fans out there. Mm-hmm. I think they want to maybe experience wrestling. I think AJ made a very good comment. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like the, uh, when you get a pint of beer, you get those uh, pallets of different beers. What do you call them? I'm the, just the f- uh, flights of the beer. Float. You know? Yeah. Flights yeah. of beer. And it's like, yeah. people are just testing these different beers, like yeah. some different promotions. And I think that's good. I think we need to start stepping up in the city and start getting new fans out there um because i think indie wrestling can succeed in winnipeg now how many promotions that's kind of rough but um but you got to do your best and and you got to make sure the fans get what they want right so mm-hmm. um it's, it's exciting it, you know it's three years you kind of get those nerves back again to get back on the ring and and, then, and let's go like i i'm i'm ready to go i got i'm like 22 years in the business and uh like i'm i'm ready to go like i got mm-hmm. a lot in me still and there's no stopping right now so I, I mean, if people haven't checked it out yet, the 3D Pro can't knock the hustle. It's up on YouTube. You made yes. your return and faced off with Kyle Pro from Minnesota. And I mean, you yeah. guys put on a hell of a match. It was really good. Yeah. And I, I Kyle Pro, what a guy. Like, mm-hmm. it, as a person and in the rain, that guy can go. Um, I, the, the him, I was like, I'm a hard hitter. And so is he. So I said, we're not going to go out there and, and think it out. Like, let's, if you're going to fucking hit me, like, hit me. Yeah. I don't want to beat that out. Um, but the, uh, uh, so I think it's just the, uh, I, he was a nice, good way to get back into it and, and really showcase that we can go. And I, I liked the match. That was good. Um, he by far one of my favorite wrestlers I ever got to wrestle up against. And I, I hopefully now I know this isn't the first and last time that we'll get to meet each other. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think me and him can do a lot more, uh, when it comes to, if we get more, you know, 
more time or more whatever it is like we can do a lot more uh crazier stuff for the fans and uh because this guy can work Kyle Pro can work so and I mean the 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 fans were right into it the crowd was going nuts the entire match and like you had said before I mean you are you know a natural heel but in that match you had your own little cheering session going on so uh, I don't that, that happens to me a lot in this industry. I get that, that healness. And I think it gets to a point where people start liking it. They don't start booing me. And that's what happened. I, I tried my best. And there was a train section for a while. And I, it, and then basically when I later on the night, I came out to uh, help Royce and the fans are chanting my name. It's just the way it works. Sometimes in wrestling, you can't fight the, I guess, natural of the, uh, you know, when things happen naturally in the ring mm-hmm. and with the crowd, you, you got, you can try to fight all you want, but like a lot of times you just got to roll with it and you got to go with what they want. Right. Um, but not too much all the time, right? You got to make sure you tell your story. Um, but sometimes things happen naturally and you just, it's just the way it is. And, you know, I'm not really shocked, but like, you know, I, I wasn't nice out there. Mm-hmm. I wasn't uh, saying nice things to kids and stuff like that and, and fans. And, uh, but, you know, it's just the way it works with wrestling. They mm-hmm. either are going to latch on to someone they like a lot and, and that's what happens. So um, we'll see what happens in the future. I got two more for you, then I'll let you go enjoy your evening. Let's do it, man. Yeah. Um, I like to ask everyone for a match recommendation that you are a fan of, one that you've watched, whether it's on TV, pay-per-view, something you think that the listeners should go check out. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? There's a couple that stand out. Um, I don't know if you remember the uh, ladder match between Eddie Guerrero and Edge on SmackDown. Uh, <laughs> probably one of the most, like, greatest matches. If you're talking about, like, watch those kind of matches like yeah of matches. no those kind of matches it's funny because i just talked to mars the specialist from alberta and that was yeah. one that he recommended that people go check out absolutely incredible i think uh you know i think when i any you can't one of the greatest performers there's mm-hmm. ever seen your entire lifetime um you know and so i i you know guys like eddie guys like you know uh sean michaels uh, i watch these guys religiously all the time Mm-hmm. uh it's where i pick a lot of my stuff a lot of my selling like how do i do this and stuff like that uh so any of those guys matches but like that match always stands out to me uh mm-hmm. uh so there, there's there's a lot i mean i like it's hard to say to pick up which one but i mean anytime you want to put an eddie match on or you want to put a uh, edge match or uh you know sean match on you're getting something like you're, mm-hmm. you're gonna learn you're gonna learn from the tape and you're it's just the way it is mm-hmm. or you go watch me and robbie royce just tear it down with bsb in the, in the tlc match there you go. That's, and, uh, you're not going to miss out. Last but not least, I mean, you are a Bruins fan. I'm a Leafs fan. We both suffered uh, first round disappointment. Suffered. Yep. Uh, who's going to take it now with the uh, Avs, uh, Oilers, Lightning, and Rangers left? Well, I think after watching the Oilers and no goaltending, I'm pretty sure they're done. Uh, mm-hmm. You never count anybody out until it's over. Uh, I just don't know if they can beat them. They have it. So I'm going to say Avs goes in there. And I'm going to go for the Rangers. Hopefully they can beat out the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning because I'm, yeah. I'm actually going to hope that we get a Rangers Santa Cup final and win this year. Like, let's get Zabana Jed. Let's get uh, those guys a championship uh, Stanley Cup. And, uh, you know, and I know they're playing right now. So uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, uh, let's go. I, I think it's going to be Rangers and uh, uh, Colorado. And Perfect. I'm going to go with Rangers. I'm going to go with Rangers win it all. For those listening, where can they find you online or if you have anything uh, social media yeah. to plug? Social media, yeah. So obviously I got my Facebook, uh, Bad Boy, Anderson Tyson Moore. Uh, also Twitter, same same handle tag. And also uh, Instagram, you know, the Bad Boy ATM. Uh, it's on there. So they can always follow me on there. It's brand new. So kind of separate from my personal one. So 
Um, they'll get all the information from there, all coming shows, all posters, all that kind of stuff. Perfect. ATM, thank yeah. you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much to Anderson Tyson Moore for joining me on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Definitely check out his uh, social media and uh, shoot him a follow. And make sure you keep your eyes peeled for the next uh, time he's wrestling here in Winnipeg. You know, it's always a treat seeing him in the ring. So thank you so much to him. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. Uh, if it's your first time checking out the podcast, you can find me up on Twitter at GrainmakerPod. You can shoot me an email, GrainmakerWrestlingPodcast at gmail.com. I think that's what it is. Ah, let's go with that. Or it's GrainmakerPodcast at gmail.com. That sounds a little bit better. Try both. One of them is bound to work. Um, up on Facebook, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Up on all uh, podcast platforms, uh, Apple, Google, Spotify. If there's one that you li- that you listen to but I'm not up on there just let me know and I will make sure I get the podcast up there and uh t-shirts if you go to whatamaneuver.net uh, search grainmaker wrestling podcast you can order your very own grainmaker wrestling podcast shirt that's good if you're listening outside of Canada if you're based in the states checking it out definitely order from them if you're locally or in Canada just shoot me a message and I will get you a shirt. If you're in locally, I will hand deliver it myself. 25 bucks, very cheap. If you are in Canada, I can ship one out to you. And uh, you can have your very own fashionable Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast t-shirt. Um, half of all profits is going to a local nonprofit. So it's uh, you, you do getting a t-shirt for a good cause. So that's, I think, everything. The social media, t-shirts, uh, all that fun stuff. So, uh Thanks again for checking out the podcast. We'll talk soon.